everybody welcome back to another episode of trash talk with nate trash i am nate trash and i am joined by a very special guest this is john asher john asher is pretty much he's pretty much the key to getting your band out of the echo chamber that is like your local scene group of friends and you know all that jazz john asher has an extensive list of of contacts that he sends uh, press releases too of your band if you're working with him and like I can honestly say I see he sends releases to me for trash talk and some of these bands are phenomenal and if you really want to put the work in and you really want to get that next step up this is the guy you want to talk to so before we start here oh let's turn up the volume here my volume was really low there sorry everybody 
So before we start, I want to run through these sponsors really quick. Oh, which tab is that? All right, here we go. So sponsor list, of course. Can't Miss Fit Clothing, Cursed Earth Apparel and Print, Octave Studios Medicine Hat, Apply Within Audio Lethbridge, Nick the Music Dude, Intersect Art and Music Festival High Prairie, Loud as Hell Music Festival and Drum Heller, Armstrong Metal Fest in Armstrong, BC, Post Block Media, and Absolute Underground Magazine. So, thank you to all... Yes, that's right, that's right. That's right, buddy, you sure do, man. See, like... Once you get that next level step up, then it's kind. Then you get into more of the more circles, right? The worlds are small, but they're separate. So, all right. So let's get a little quickie. Oh, here we are. There's John. There's Nate. John, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Can't complain. You know, day to day. That's it. That's how we do it. Hell yeah, man. I'm glad to hear that, buddy. I'm glad to hear that. Oh. Griffin, Griffin, shout out to YYC Metal Vlogs. Griffin's putting in a lot of really hard work right now at all the metal shows that are coming back. He was at... Uh, yeah, I met was, him at uh, Love and Hell. He's, he's one of the greatest. He's actually going to be jumping on the Trash Talk crew here and helping me out with a couple of things because uh, I'm going to see if I can start getting him to shoot the, the behind-the-scenes vlogs for uh, all the Trash Talk stuff we're going to do this summer. It's going to be yeah, pretty wild. Awesome. Yeah, Griffin. Griffin's awesome. Griffy, big shout out to you, buddy. He was actually at uh, Vale of Pnath and fucking uh, Obscura last night. Oh, they rolled through town. Yeah, and from the videos I saw, I'm I'm super super broke this week because we just did merch, new merch for Horrify, and we have a show in Edmonton this weekend. So I am like locked down, eating sidekicks and ground pork, and loving it, loving it. <laughs> I'm super stoked. You know, I'm, just, I'm grateful that I can even avoid afford that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the feeling, man. I, I, I slummed it for many, many years. It's worth it. So. It's totally worth it. I Like, I put myself in this position by choice. I'm glad I got the opportunities to put these things in the right place. So I'm actually really stoked by it. Um, so, John, let's uh, let's tell these sweet little angels in the viewers and in the chat. Oh, yeah, and Griff, Griff was able to give some business cards to Obscure and Vale of Panath last night. So, Griffy is right on the networking train, man. He's got it. Okay, awesome. So It's all about networking, too, right? So That's right. Networking and attitude. you got to have a good attitude or nobody's even going to want to network with you to begin with. Yeah, you got it. It's a, a number one rule, I think, is networking. It's all about who you know and stuff and getting on people's radars. So honestly, that's how I built everything. I just, I, I invested a ton of money into traveling and going to everywhere across Canada and the States and the Europe to meet everybody in person, because to me, long-term relationships are, are invaluable. So I totally agree. I, I watched my, I probably put myself into, I had like three credit cards maxed out, man. I was like, I was struggling, <laughs> but I knew the long term I was going to be like, all right, I'm in this for the long haul. So this is just an investment, uh, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, buddy. Do it. Yeah. Like, turning back and there's a lot of hurdles and there was a lot of roadblocks and there still is as I keep going. Um, but you just keep going, you know? Yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm kind of in the same position, like in the, I'm in the early stages of that right now. Like I can see a bunch of opportunities 
you know, I got an okay full-time job that helps me pay for it. And I can like see these things starting to happen. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for the ability to chase these opportunities down and to like see these things happen right in front of me and be like, like right now, actually, as we speak on my Facebook, I'm running a, a contest for the first five people to send me a picture, 250 invites to the Horrify band page, they get a free shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's you got to give people incentives, man, because you're one of thousands of bands, right? So, you got to give people incentive to show some interest into you. Well, and another thing I've noticed, you move on to the next thing. It's so easy these days. Definitely, and like. Everybody's got like, everybody's got their, you know, their, Hey, we got this pre-order bundle running right now, pre-order this and you get these extras and stuff. Right. But like, I see the, the, like, we got free stuff for you. If you do this, you don't even have to pay any money. You just got to go send out a couple of clicks, you know? And I did that for the trash talk page back in the day and that helped pump the trash talk page up a bunch. So hopefully yeah, it's going to be free. Yeah. Free. And one thing I've noticed too is the Facebook, the Facebook ads, unless you really know how to like target your markets and like produce the proper landing pages for things, you might spend a lot of time wasting money on Facebook targeted ads. So this is kind of a way for, for me to throw it out to the fans who are already kind of like kind of invested in the band as they already follow the page as it is. And they already have like either seen the show or listened to our music. Right. So it's kind of, kind of making it a little bit more effective for us than just putting out a little couple of feelers on some Facebook targeted ads. Yeah. Cause I know, I know with the right campaign strategies, Facebook targeted ads are very, very effective, but right now where we sit, honestly, yes. Like you gotta be in everyone's face. Um, I battle with a lot of bands who <laughs> they're so funny. They're like, we spent all this money on recording to have the best fucking recording. This, that, that. And then I'm like, well, okay, now it's time for marketing and PR. And they're like, we don't have any money left for that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, so you spent money on a product like an awesome product you're proud of but you won't let people know about this awesome product that you spent tons of money on and you it's mine so what's the point what what's the point then it's you're going to share it with 10 of your friends 100 facebook followers and that's it like you got to spend money it's the reality check of the world it's business uh you got to spend money to make money you know uh, study some marketing and stuff. Um, look what others are doing. Um, but I, I'm all for the social media advertising. You got to be in people's face. You got to. That's one part of it. You know, you have to hit them from various channels. Yeah. You can't just be on one one platform. I'm I'm a strong believer of. You got to be on multiple platforms because everybody's got different preferences of how they like to get their new music and get their info and get their news and that's why there's so many multiple channels of fucking everything in the world Mm -hmm. you got to satisfy each customer that's right that's right Um, you can't you can't pick and choose how people absorb their media because yeah bands who are just one you know straight line just youtube or just facebook or just instagram guess what yeah that's great you can build it 
to only that, but, you know, eventually you're going to have to, like, you will retire those people, you know? Yep, that's There's right. so much bombardment people get. Like, like some bands, it's like, okay, after the fourth album, the big bands, I'm like, I'm done. You know, like, you know what I mean? So it's it's just you got to keep getting and reinventing and getting in their face and it's a long struggle man the music industry is a long goddamn struggle there's no like overnight success bullshit even still believe in well and that's another thing that bands don't understand too if your song goes viral overnight it can die just as quick too like you got shit you got to yeah you got to learn about optimization and you got to learn about fucking proper interactions with the people who are fucking momentum still because you know um you come and you go man there's always something else it's the news it's like the news cycle i think the news cycle is perfect this is what's hot this week Ah, you know what that's old news nobody wants to hear about it anymore let's move on to the next thing you know Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with music man there's only so far you can reach with a single, a video, an album, touring, etc., and then you know you redo it. It's just repetition, repetition, repetition. Um. um so, uh, Henry Rollins said it the best, I think, when he was being, uh, he was being interviewed for, fuck, some fucking punk rock documentary I watched years ago. But what he said was like, when we were in, when we were in Black Flag, we were like sharks. If we stopped moving, we stopped eating. And if we stopped eating, we fucking died. So we were always touring. We were always writing. We were always fucking interacting. We were always playing shows wherever we could. And I use that, I use that example a lot. Like if you're not willing to be a shark, if you're not willing to always look for the next feeding ground, then there's no chance. Like you gotta, you gotta make a choice. Do you want this to be? To be a hobby. A lot of the big bands you you see that are successful are those kinds of bands. You know? Um, There's so many. I think a lot of, mostly the fans get jaded because they don't really understand the struggle. mm, That's very true. Okay, so that that happened with with Suicide Silence uh, a couple years ago. So Suicide Silence released a new album with their new vocalist and it was on more like a power metal or not a power metal, more like a new metal vibe, new metal metalcore vibe than instead of a like a straight deathcore vibe. And their fans ripped them to fucking shreds over it. They're still alive. They're still they're still kicking. They're still touring, obviously. But that's the process of growth for a band. A band isn't yeah. going to write the same zero one zero one chug breakdowns forever. And if they yeah. if they do they they're they're obviously not going to be complaining when they don't get fucking picked up for new stuff yeah look at mastodon too man mastodon was fucking heavier earlier yeah in their days and now cryptopsy cryptopsy is a good example of that too the first cryptopsy releases were insane yeah and then even that became a little bit more melodic so you know what before we go any deeper into this let's uh introduce yourself and let us know where you're from (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i'm john asher uh i run asher media relations for now over i'm going on 15 years and um yeah i i take care of all the press relations and figuring out press coverage for bands for their singles videos album releases you know using the press as the tool so it's online it's radio it's print it's now becoming Spotify, it's social media, it's 
it's placement. Where can I figure out a band when it's indie? It's like, where can a band that's indie and unknown get some great exposure, you know? Yeah. And get some new fans and just start building the, up the ladder because it, it's we're building. That's I, that's how I see my job. My job is to help you progressively build along the way. You know, I, I am not your overnight solution to being famous or the next big thing. But I'm here to progressively build you using the media as a tool to get exposure, to give you credibility, to get feedback, um, you know, and help you build the resume. What the press does is just get the word out more, you know, get it circulated to readers and listeners and try to create a fan base for you and, and hopefully some sales and stuff. And then also use it for your resume for touring and stuff, you know. Booking agents like to see people talking about your band. You know what I mean? Festivals who are going to book you like to see that people are talking about your band. You know what I mean? So, and then, you know, it helps you progress in your career, get the opening slots with promoters and touring, etc., and with management who are eventually, like, going to try to shop you to a label. Like, labels don't want just a band they've never heard of. They want to see some work that's been done, especially for touring. And hopefully now with COVID, hopefully coming to an end or a more manageable state that touring can become back because I'm finding in Canada where we're still behind um, very much for touring. But touring to me is the best PR for a band. A band that wants to be a studio project personally is not going to get far. But a band that's going to hit the road and get in front of faces, it's the live aspect that always brings back the fan. Yeah. And really, truly makes a fan, um, and 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 so you got it's a catch twenty two game release tour release tour build build you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but the best PR is live in my sense because walk getting people to walk away who've seen you live and, and then you know the friend vouch too is the best PR too because everyone trusts their friends' musical taste most of the time. So that too, like I, I've seen a lot of bands live on tour as tour support for the first time and i'm like damn that band was good i'll go check out their album and hopefully next time they hopefully they come to or through again you know and so but for my job i'm just the press guy i take care of all the press um press relations getting you to do interviews convincing the writers to do an interview with you convincing them to do an album review convincing them to play you on the radio convincing them to add them to the Spotify list. You know, that's all I do all day. It's just write and, and convince and pitch. It's more like I sometimes feel like telemarketing. <laughs> I'm a salesman. I'm trying to sell an image and a brand of a band and their quality of their music and stuff to the media guys to therefore share with their. Okay. So, I mean? so now here's a question for you. Yeah. Is there any bands where you've gotten like uh, you've gotten a, uh, an ask for a consultation like John Asher, um, this is my band. Uh, we want to know what it would cost for this, this and this. Could you send us a price list? Now, is there any bands where you've heard the name or like you've seen the way they send you a message and you're just like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not dealing. No, I'm not even fucking. I had a this. band like two weeks ago. Hi, we're in a band. We need PR. And I was like, that was it. And I was like, (laughs) 
okay, where's your links? Where's this? And I'm like, if you can't even do that right, uh, definitely not going to. Um, but majority of the time, it's, yeah, if you can't present me a normal email that just states we're in this band, we do this type of music, we have done this so far on our own, this is our plan, you know, um, and this is why we think we need a publicist, then yeah, but like, I get some dry emails um, that feel like that can that are a tell that this band's not ready. Yeah, you know, or they're still at, or they've been like, "This is our first time using a publicist, and we still don't understand what you do." And I'm like, uh, "If you don't even know what I really do, I don't want to. I I don't have time to convince. My job's not to convince you. You know what you want or you don't. Yeah, I I've been in this game for. A little bit too long now that it's like, <laughs> it's my time. Most of the people that come to me, it's because you know what I do and you know what you want. I don't have, I, I don't need to sit here and explain to you that you need it. You know if you need it, pretty much, you know, yeah. like, that's that's the stage that I like. A band, and a band who's done some things on their own, like, tried to get press on their own. Because it is a difficult job. It, it's, you know, it, I can't never predict how the media is going to react to a release, you know? So I want you to understand that part. Like, I sit here and I talk to hundreds and hundreds of, you know, I clear out like two to 300 emails a day sometimes. And I'm just like, and I'm just trying to get, you know, the one. I'm trying to get some press coverage, you know, small or big, whatever. I'm trying to get the band some press coverage. Okay, so would you say out of the emails that you submit for a band, on average, would it be one out of every 10, 20, 50, or 100 emails that get picked up for reviews for articles? I'd probably say one, one out of 10, one out of 20-ish. I turn down, it, it just depends. Mm-hmm. You know? And you can't expect you can't expect every single fucking outlet to to want to write about the the same band or write about all of it. So like even if you get yeah. one out of ten, that's still that's still pretty deadly. I've seen how many I know how many contacts you have. So one out of ten is still pretty fucking solid. Yeah, but it's like you gotta. I think my advice to bands is don't approach anybody in the industry until you got something ready, like. A lot of bands sometimes even send me their rough demos, and I don't care for rough demos. It doesn't give when, me an idea. That's true. When I you send know, you an email, I made sure. So, because we were planning on emailing you right off the bat when we started Horrify Up. Oh, Russ also said too. Russ said uh, John helped out False Flag big time a few years ago and got the, their album reviewed in Decibel Magazine. Possibly. No, <laughs> okay. you work with a lot of bands, so I don't expect you to recognize all of them. <laughs> But Russ is actually, I'm actually the vocalist for Russ's band Horrify and Horrify, he's the drummer. <laughs> but when we, when we initially were going to email you and it, I was like, well, we should probably get this EP out first and then we can email him and talk to him about our next release so that we have enough time to do it all properly. Cause there is a process to this. Yeah, there is a process when working with PR people. It's like, you got to come to us in advance. Like I also really... It depends. It's a case by case basis, depending on promotional content. But 
I get some bands who message me the day they drop their EPs or their albums, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you missed the boat, man. I, I can't. You can't do that to me. Um, I don't care for the money. I don't really don't care. Um, you missed the boat, and I'm going to move on. I honestly love getting projects two, three months in advance because I need time to plan it and approach it and read through everything and hear the out. Like, it's, it's a process. So majority of the time is um, time, just time. And then I also like bands who have their shit together promotional content-wise. It's like maybe have a decision on what singles you're going to release, how many videos prior to sales date and after sales date. Will you be touring, local show dates, you know, stuff like this. What can I use? Um, and how am I going to pitch this and present it? You know, like I'm also looking for story angles. Number one is the quality of the music. I have to personally like it a lot. If I don't like it, I don't work it. Um, and number two, I have to see if there's a good story too to it. I like a good story angle. It can't just be all about the music. And I, I really have to push the button with some artists to get, like, I need to know what this album's about, what the lyrics are about, you know, about the music, your writing, everything. Everything helps um, uh, create an overall pitch or package that you're trying to show the media. You can't, I think a lot of bands on their own just be like, I'm in this band, here's my Facebook, here's my band camp, that's it, done. And you can't just do it that way. You got to give some background and info, bio, um, more details, you know, about the band. So it's all preparation. I, I, it's all just preparation. Go in with a plan. It's never just, here you go. Yeah. Here and if you, you don't have a plan, ask, ask. What are the <laughs> yeah. My be? job, my part of my job is to help plan it with you. You know, like I have meetings, I have meetings every week yeah i have a meeting tomorrow with management and a label and the band to discuss a september release that's you know awesome I mean? that's that's how it's supposed to go i love that because it's also because we gather everything to be ready so when we start this promo we're not running around with chickens at, without our heads and being like, oh, fuck this, oh, fuck that. Because there's been a lot of times, you know, you're waiting for a music video and it's supposed to be delivered. And guess what? Director felt fucking lazy. Or they want editing changes. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that always happens. Um, so, and it just takes time. And then there's also another aspect of the PR is premieres, trying to get premieres on a good traffic website. Those fucking take time. They don't. They don't happen overnight. Sometimes you gotta hit them up a week, two weeks, a month, six weeks before, even up to two months in advance because of scheduling. Especially now with COVID band, back. you're at the bottom. So it's like, you know, you're not a priority if you're a smaller band. So it's kind of like, it's a game. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, more lead time, the better. Always. Have uh, Have you ever? like gone done your regular thing for a band pushed it out you know like okay i like this band this this could work out the band is a, is a good band to work with you get everything pushed out but nothing hits nothing hits yep. nope. and then that man. band and then here's the twist that band turns around and blames it all on you yeah no i've had that i've been thrown under the bus so many fucking times 
John, why is it why why isn't why aren't any of these things hitting, man? You're not helping us at all. We paid you all this money. Why isn't any of this working? How do you break that to a band that it's just that's just the way it is sometimes? Yeah, it's just sometimes the press guys are not showing interest, or it could be timing. Actually, timing's a thing. It also depends if there's bigger news that, like, you know, when bigger bands drop bigger news or bigger albums. And if you're a smaller band, you're just not priority for them, you know, and we get what we can get, you know. Um, it happens a lot, you know. I have, like I said before, it, some bands do better than others, you know, and it's it's timing. So it's like, it's, it, it's the luck of the draw sometimes with some of the media outlets. Sometimes they're like, oh, we, you know, it's sometimes they got a full plate of content that they're not interested in covering you or they need content and they're like, oh, fuck. Okay. This works. You know what I mean? Like we could do a big spread on this band and you weren't expecting it and you're so grateful and thankful for it. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, there's little things along the way. It's like my advice to indie bands don't drop on Fridays. Cause that's Friday, when all the big bands drop. Yeah, because it's industry day. So a majority of the online websites and stuff, they're honestly looking for content for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Because Friday is like release day in the music industry. And everybody's just like, okay, well, fuck, we got to get our shit together for Friday. Um, so And they need content for the middle of the week. So there's no harm. You're not a big band. It's not the end of the world. Every day of the week is a good day. But except for Friday. <laughs> for Friday, I, I hate Fridays personally because it's just Mondays and, and, and a Friday are the two worst days in the music industry for me because Mondays is the pileup of inbox and nobody want. Don't bother music industry people on Mondays. That's my advice. Because you were probably we, just out at shows on the weekend and stuff, right? Yeah, we take the weekend off. We need to reset. And then we get back Mondays in inbox of like fucking hundreds of emails to go through. Why weren't you answering my emails, man? <laughs> so, and that too, a little advice to bands. Do not, like, I get some bands who email me and it's only been five hours and they'll be like, hey man, did you check out the email? Did you check it out? And I'm like, no, not yet because I'm working on other shit right now, but I'll get to it. And then the, the constant every day, did you check it? Did you check it? That actually pushes me not to check it more sometimes because I'm just like, I'm going to check it on my own time. Like, yeah, don't. This is not the wow factor I'm fucking looking for. Wow, you guys are dickheads. That's not the wow no, factor. No, it's just like certain people have their processes and that's mine. I'm just I'm going to get to it. Like I'll get to my inbox when I get to my inbox, but I like I, I break it down to tasks. I have tasks to do during the day right for all the clients all the bands and everybody i like to clear the tasks first before i end up with the inbox stress you know what i mean like well and even then like that's not your job to explain to every single person that you work with how you fucking do your job if you want press coverage then be fucking patient be grateful like if so yeah like i'm just saying a lot of that's some it's there's a way that things are done. And if they're not done that way, then it's not going to work out. You can't bug everybody. It's the way I think some it's etiquette. Actually, that's the proper word. Yes. Yes. Etiquette to approaching a music industry. Sometimes, you know, like everyone, I learned this too on my own because I was hungry too, as a young, you know, starting out when I was starting out too, I was young. And then 
well, I, now that I'm more experienced, I get it now why the when I was going at the experienced guys, why they were like, ah, fuck off. It's because, like, they're doing their shit and you're just the new guy and or you're young. You're a young band, so it's not, like, priority. And there's an etiquette, like... Mm-hmm. The way I see it, the way I see it... Industry dudes, if they'll get to it, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll get to it. It's just, don't bother them right away. You know what I mean? Like, there's so, an etiquette. So for let the podcast, cooking, you know, yeah, having like, it in the oven, let it sit for a bit, and then come back to see if it's ready, kind of thing. That's all. Another oh. thing I've noticed that helps a lot too, like with starting the new band as well as having the podcast and the and the online show for a couple of years. One thing I've noticed as well is if you're approaching someone and you're brand new and those people are more established, they probably already have a set group of people that they like to work with. Yes. So so That's if true. you're if you're trying to jump in and you're not really offering anything new or exciting to add to the plate, then they're probably going to keep going with the people that they trust and the people that they continue to work with. But in that same in that same manner, if you put that out there that you want to work with them and then you're still working and doing your own thing and they can see that regardless of whether or not you're getting these contacts, you're still out there putting the work in to try and do your own thing. That's more attractive to them. And they might even be willing to say, you know, we don't have to make, we don't have to get rid of somebody to bring this person on because they're already doing work. We can make this mutually beneficial for everybody involved. So for me, that's how I've been able to get involved with a lot of people is because I'm already doing something that I can offer them more value to offer that would come to the the relationship other than just, Hey, can, can you do me a favor? Cause I'm trying to start out and I need to get a foot in the door, you know? You know what I learned? Because I had that problem when I first started out in PR. I Originally, this wasn't my plan, but I was trying to get a, a PR job in Toronto. And Ooh, that yeah. would have been spicy, John. But I got shot down. Everybody shot me down. So I, I've, I've come. My philosophy has now always been, if you want something done, you do it yourself. Because you can't depend on anybody. You just can't. And that's what I did, but I did it hoping I would be noticed, but nobody noticed, and I just kept getting business myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my advice to a lot of bands. Nobody's going to go out of their way for you. No, it's got to be mutual. It's got to be um, mutual. The paths, yeah. you got to be going on a, on a path of your own, and then the paths intersect and keep going yeah. forward. Because if somebody, so, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. If somebody thinks that they're carrying you along the path or they're pulling you and riding their coattails, they're not going to want to work with you all the time. Everybody has to do their own individual amount of work based on their project or efforts or else nobody's going to want to work with. And an attitude is a big thing, too. You got to you got to be grateful for the the relationships you create. and You got to be thankful for the fact that you get to work and do these things. And that for me, like personally, I'm blown away that I was that I was able to be a part of this band and that this band is actually coming together because originally it was just me and Russ recording ridiculous music in Russ's basement and then it fell together. So now we're pretty much taking every opportunity as like a fucking blessing and and moving 100% with it and it's fun. It's great. Yeah, no, that's how you got it. That's how it all starts. What are what are some of the big bands that you've worked with, John? Where? What? Uh, who? Who were some of the big bands you've worked with? Well, I think the most notable for, for of course, out west there is Stryker. 
Striker, they're coming back. With, they just got the, a new guitar player back here, Simon. Yeah, well, Simon, Simon was the Alan. original, wasn't he? Uh, originally, I believe so. And then Jono's now their new drummer, and then Pete's the new bassist. But uh, Striker is probably my favorite band to work with because they've got their shit together. They completely. do. They definitely and, do. Uh, but it was nice to – I've worked – what did I work? The two albums, the three albums with them, and it was like – and and – it was all organized. I wasn't the only PR on it. Yet they, I was like PR for Canada. Because they have European, they got lots of European stuff. Uh, that was a nice one. I've worked with some, like, I think for out west, the one I'm really proud of recently that I worked promo for is Timo. Like, that was like. Tim Timo kicks ass. That album was really good. The artwork was really good. And it was just well received by the press. And it was good timing. Uh, the month for, for the release was good timing. And, yeah, just exposure just – it I it blew my mind, some of the exposure we got. <laughs> you send it out, you pitch it, and you hope for the best. And I'm really happy for those guys. I think that was a good stepping stone for them. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to help them for the next release, you know. And so that one I've been really proud of so far this year. Oh, man, the list is so long for bands, man. Like, Mutank, too, I was happy to work with. Yeah, I remember when you were working with them because they won. They were able to uh, win the Vakken battle and actually yeah, go out I there. went with them to Vakken, and uh, they, that was amazing. And then, um, you know, I went on tour with them with Annihilator, too, and I helped with the album, you know, and I would – there was one thing that I really like stands out from that press uh, when we did press for them was like metal injection did a, a feature where it was like, they were one of the Canadian thrash gyms that you got to check out. And I was like, cool. Metal injection is saying these guys are fucking cool. Nice. So like, you know, and that's what you hope as a publicist that you get some recognition that way. Right. So it, it's stuff like that. You're just looking for opportunities to get exposure for bands and, and make them more legit, right? You're, you're trying to add credibility. The media adds credibility, you know, like publications like Metal Hammer, Decibel, Metal Injection, Brave Words, Metal Rules. You know, these guys are, are seasoned vets of knowing their metal, right? So it's like... When they say something good, I think a majority of metalheads who are the readership and listenership mm-hmm. take that for, for the word, right? Like, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So, and that's the purpose of press. Also, it's to add that credibility. Like, I I, I love reading all that stuff. I trust the those kind of outlets for like my stuff. You know what I mean? But also the small blogs too, because. The small blogs are like the fan and it's the fan who's giving their opinion and it's like okay cool you know and sometimes they're so fucking detailed i love blog guys because they they go into such detail that i'm like wow fuck i listened to this album and i didn't even fucking notice that yeah they start pulling out influences oh this riff was definitely influenced by this album in 86 (laughs) but that's the purpose of the press it's the opinion and you're hoping to sway opinion into your favor but if you got a shitty recording and stuff and other factors then you know they might pick that out and they might say that and they might say that to thousands of people (laughs) I've had that. I've had bands be upset with their press, be 
shot to shit, but it happens. Not everybody's going to give you, you know, I've had albums that have not been, you know, I personally thought were good. And then they got fucking shit on more, more shit on than positive. And I was like, Ooh. wow, did not see that coming. Um, but it happens. It just, yeah. it happens, man. So what I'm going to get into a little bit more of a technical question here. Yeah. What is to you when a, okay, a new band wants to work with you, they're getting a press kit together. What is a perfect press kit for a starting band? Okay, perfect press kit. Oh, boy. Okay, so one, make sure all your links are updated. Okay? No dead one, links. Make sure you have an official website. Okay, kids? Like, it's not also an official website still important. Okay, make sure all everything's up to date because nobody wants to see a Twitter link that hasn't been used since 2015. <laughs> you know, um, so make sure your links are all good. Uh, honest opinion, bands should not write their own bios majority of the time. Um, they should actually go and find a writer or the publicist or stuff. I use... I have Cage who works for me, and I just give it to her. She writes the bios and some of the news releases, and it's better to have that. Just to get somebody who's a good writer to write your bios, because majority of the time the bands can't write their own shit. They're too close to it all and stuff, and and that can be done with a series of the writer should do a Q&A with you, right? Um, pictures, your your band pictures are actually really, really important and should not be generic. They should be artsy a bit as fuck. Not the, I'm in a fucking band and they have sunglasses and we're fucking cool or, you know Slayer what I mean? Like, from the, all the 90s pictures. You got, I've always stated that we're a visual society first and foremost. We do judge the book by the cover. So, like, have a good eye-capturing photo it can go a long way okay uh fall of status i worked with they had great band photos because they used color and just the way they were lined up it was just oh it was beautiful um so that's key too um in your press kit so the bio we got that covered your links you want album info you got to put your track listing your album credits I always put also that if you're a member of SOCAN, and that's important, uh, Maple, M-A-P-L, that means it's Canadian content. And this is more for the radio guys, uh, Canadian uh, for the college circuit in Canada and radio in general in Canada, Canadian content gets favoritism over international first. So let them know it's Canadian, You'll, you, you know? Because sometimes radio stations need to be like, oh, fuck, we got to fill our quota for Canadian content. So make sure you have that uh, in there. Album credits, um, track listing, etc. Um, what else? Your album cover. Of course, lyrics. Put in your album lyrics. Make a simple like PDF file of your lyrics. Lyrics are important too. More for radio guys, but also writers too. Because writers... Do care. Yeah, they want to pick that Some stuff of them apart. For the lyrics, and so do the interviewers. Yeah. Um, I also like to put fun facts or story angles, um, just like five things that 
you know, people should know about your band, but they really don't. And that could be maybe a story angle. You know what I mean? They, they, they fucking help those things. Um, I also like to throw in a track by track explanation in my EPKs, you know, because I don't, I don't, media don't want to sit there and figure out what the fuck this is about. They want to know the back end story. So that helps. And then uh, tour history helps. Um, if you can show that you've played a lot of local shows, a lot of touring, and or if you've opened for also like shared stage with a lot of bands, you can list that. Um, also, any achievements or endorsements, like you were number one on the radio in this station, or we won an, uh, um, some online co- thing where they voted us the best band, you know, or band of the month or something like that. Something that adds credibility, um, that kind of stuff. And I think that's it. Like, yeah, those are the things you should cover in your EPK. And, but also, also make it very easy. Like, keep it simple. Like, no, no fucking, I, I deal with this daily. It's a problem. It's like, I got to make something this long to like this short, you know, and sell the pitch, right? Because nobody, the reality check is nobody wants to fucking read forever here. They want it quick and simple and straight to the point. So just try to do that to the best of your ability. You know, cut out the excess fat. Just get straight to the point of a lot, all the shit, you know? So no long bio. Like, your bio can be short. It's allowed. Like, but get to the fucking point, you know? Yeah. Like. Don't tell so us what five don't words tell us to describe your instrument. fucking band. Boom. Yeah, you know not I mean? every instrument you played, not when the first I time you can't hear up you. Your instrument. audio's gone. Oh. Okay, hold on a sec here. Um. What about now? Can you hear me now? Okay, one sec. Okay. All right. What about now, buddy? Okay, perfect. Some one of the settings changed in my thing. Sorry about that. I could still hear you the whole time, and everybody else. Too, <laughs> All so right, weird. good. Yeah. And so. that, that too. Uh, you need to talk a lot as a PR guy. I never shut up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm this. I'm the same way, man. I like to talk. Since I started working with Cursed Earth Apparel. One thing I've done is started to do face-to-face phone calls instead of just rely on the email. The email. Yes, phone calls are always better than an email. Emails can take a long time, and there can be a lot of missed. Uh, there can be a lot of missed intention behind the things that you say, and people can yeah. take that as rude because you just don't have the time to send the whole message. So, saves a lot of hours too. But yeah. uh, okay, moving yeah. forward. Moving forward. Yeah. Um, how often do you go out? on tour with the bands you work with? I wish more often. Um, But any chance I can get to like, if I feel, because touring and being the publicist at the same time is very hard to manage on the road. Uh, When I, my last tour was with Stryker. Uh, They were nice enough to take me on their last tour with Steel Panther. And um, it was difficult because you're traveling and then you got to also meet the demands of other clients. So it was kind of hard, but if I feel like I can manage the two and then I go on the road, I've only done it twice. Like I've done striker and I went with Mutech with annihilator and those were the only times. And then like little trips, like loud as hell, 
and I've done Valken and all that stuff. But I honestly wish more. But I I can do weekend warrior stuff with bands from here. That's fine. But yeah, if it if if it lines up where it's like I can take the time off, where I can line it up where I don't have to work for as many clients at the same time, and then can concentrate being on the road because the road's very demanding. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely very is. very very demanding. It's no sleep. Always go, go, go. And but it's fun as fuck. I love the road. I truly, truly love it. You know? Um, and I love that you meet people every day. Like I get a high meeting new people every day, you know, seeing how people live in a different city and stuff like that, right? And yeah, so you if I do stoked. yeah, I'll do it, man. Like, yeah, it's the most exciting thing in my opinion to travel and meet people. It's brutal. It's not for everybody, but it's like, it's fun. I, you know, sleeping on random, you know, you make friends by sleeping on their floor that night that you met. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bond. It's a cool bond you make with people, right? Hell yeah, man. It shows you how nice the world is. You know, I met uh, a lot of people on the road and they're like, yeah, you guys want to crash at our place. And they just met us that night. You know what I mean? And they're super nice people. And it's like a lasting friendship, you know? Hell yeah, so, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got one more question for you, and then I'll let yeah. you do some shout-outs here, and uh, we'll wrap this up. So you kind of you kind of answered this question a little bit just now, but what keeps you – what got you doing this, and what keeps you doing this? What keeps you from just saying, you know what – I'm probably better off going to get a job where I don't have to worry about X amount of clients and X amount of assholes. And like, then I got to do my taxes at the end of the year. And like, Still do. <laughs> so, so what keeps you, what keeps you motivated to keep doing this? What keeps you stoked about all these new bands? It's, it's, it's a love, I guess, still for the music, but also the underdog. I've always enjoyed fighting for the underdog it's just been a thing in my my head for since i was like young i love just seeing somebody so small get something so big you know what i mean getting a break or whatever that brings a lot of joy because honestly i don't do this for the money i should be working somewhere where i get paid real money because music industry money sucks um you know I make I get by on what I do, but I should yeah. be making. You know, if I if I really went the other route where I t- took my corporate PR education and worked for an oil company or a drink company or a, you'd be sitting on six figures a year. Yeah, I'd be making way more money. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's more the love of like I like being fighting for the underdog, but I also like people coming to me and being asking me for help and I like doing it. I really do. It does have a stressful moments, but it's still like, I love, I think at the end of every project, it's like, I have all these press quotes, right. And I can present it to the band and I'll be like, here guys, here's all the press from the promo. And I'm like, fuck, we did good. You know, like, ah, yeah. And I'm like, now, you know, here you go. You got a stepping stone, right? Um, that's part of it. That's pretty much. It's because I still love 
working in the industry the people too it's the people i love all the people like that i've made friends with in the industry and i love i just it's the music still i love going to the shows right it's yeah man like it's coming back out of covid is huge and it's the community like you know i love going to the scene on my local scene and seeing my friends but also going to other scenes i mean friends in every scene across canada and it's just like and I love, I just love that communal feel and, and stuff. So I guess, you know, I, I'll, it, well, the day I quit is when I'm really like, I'm done with, just done. You know, I feel like I'm not useful to anybody anymore. Yeah. I don't want to answer any more emails. I think it's time to quit. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> you know. Or I won the lottery and then I could just quit. Then John Asher fakes his death and goes to Bermuda. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's it. But it, those are the pretty much the, the the aspects that bring me just keep going. Um, awesome. For the bands, it's really uh, I love just helping them out. It feels good. It still feels good. Uh, you know, it feels good. Majority of the bands thank me. Yeah. For the work I do. Oh yeah, that that feels good. I still get that thank you. You know, they they couldn't do it. They couldn't get that much or that exposure or this help without me, and that makes me feel good. Like I'm here to serve you. You know, and it's really not about the money. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like let's be real here. The only way to make money in the music industry is by fucking grinding nonstop, and then selling merch and then selling merch to go with your grind that's non-stop it's only a percentage you know i think what people do too much is they put they put the 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 small percentage on a a huge pedestal right and that's not the reality it's Mm -hmm. a very tough 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 thing i don't think there's any bands i've worked with that are full-time musicians they all still have day jobs and even some of the big big bands you see they got they got day jobs still yeah fucking they right. got you know what fucking i mean right. like so it's the love i think if you want to wrap this up everybody in the music industry who's still around 20 30 40 50 years because we fucking just love it fucking rights man like that's that's the truth like I can speaking for myself, you know, I, I'm a construction worker and I fucking come and sit at the desk and think about ways I can promote myself and promote my friends bands and stuff, you know, and I, I enjoy doing it. And like, hopefully I can be in your position one day where I'm able to fucking get by doing something I love to do, you know, like that's, that's the goal. And, yeah. uh, I fucking really appreciate you coming on the show and fucking. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I expanding my brain. Sharing the knowledge, man. Fucking rights, buddy. Now, uh, is there any shout outs that you got or is there anything that you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? Because uh, I know nah, it's late. I know it's late where you are. I got, I, got, I got so many projects on the run right now that it wouldn't be fair to just shout out you like well and that's you know what this is this is what my wall looks like man this is my wall okay like it's full of notes wicked so working man i I might keep on track but i got a lot of shit man so i just i'm 
I'm busy, 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 busy. What's what I'm gonna do? Because I've already been working this into like I'm restructuring the show a little bit. So what I'm thinking about doing is uh, taking most of April off so that I can plan my interviews more precisely, and so I can do. Uh, the Monday shows instead of Mondays being interviews I can do all the reviews on Mondays and go through all the press that I, all the releases I get from you and show off because I get a couple I get releases from a couple other people that found my email online and just started sending me stuff so Mondays are going to be for like reviews and for press releases so instead of instead of asking you to pick some shout outs I can just go through what you sent me and be like here's shout outs from John Asher <laughs> Yeah, there's days where I send out a lot, and then there's days where I don't send out anything. I love but, it, though, because for me, you know, I look I look at my email, and it's like, awesome, I'm getting stuff from John Asher. That means that there's still stuff going on. There's still new bands coming out. There's still fresh yeah. stuff being made. I don't have to worry about, you know, like, oh, man, the bands around here, they're all working on recording new stuff mm -hmm. right now, so I don't have anything to promote right now. And it's like, well, there's always something out there to promote yeah, and there's honestly a lot of pr people out there um that you can have tons of content with you know i've had some press guys be like they limit their press outlet their pr outlets now that they receive stuff from mm -hmm. you know so i even feel more honored when they're like okay so we got rid of some of the pr you're on our list and you're on our list of okay and i'm like oh thank god yeah like, you know um, cause like, like I, I want, I want the bands in everywhere and anywhere just to be heard and get out there. Cause you never know. It's sometimes like the lottery. You never know who that one person is, can help. That one exposure can really help you down the road. It's, it's like a six degrees of separation. Thing, yeah. Right? yeah. Every little bit counts. That's how I look at it. Like, you know, every little person you meet has everything, but everything has a hidden influence as one of my old actual lyrics that I wrote, but that's how I look at the world. Everything but everything has, has an influence, right? It's hiding. You don't know about it, but it's going to influence your shit later down the road. So. Yeah. That's why you always got to be out there. You always got to be out yeah. there and interacting and creating relationships with people and, yeah, and never ignore anybody. Uh, Cause everybody plays their part in some way or form. Um, everyone has to, yeah, everyone has their part in the industry some way. They might be at the lowest. I met a lot of people who were at the bottom, bottom, and now they're at the top, top. And you're like, oh, fuck. I'm glad I'm still friends with that person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You never exactly. know. Well, then know. we're kind of having that experience here in Calgary right now. Citizen Rage is going on yeah. tour with DRI across fucking Canada. Really, I'm really happy for them because they are a good band. They work uh, so hard. Mark has been working his ass off for years. Yeah, I know. He's he's done the pavement. He's been hustling that band for many, many years. Um, and I'm really happy, you know. Yeah. I'm sure that's a dream come true. DRI, that's like, fuck, oh, my God. That's you know the I mean? perfect like, band for them to go on tour with. Like, Good for them. That's right? really good. And then No More Moments like, is also, that. right? That's how, you, that's how you get stuff mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, you just keep on building. After right. that. And uh, No More Moments is playing two shows. They're doing two shows with Propagandi this, this September. Well, that's yeah, yeah. No, no More Moments has been popping right yeah. off, too. It's, it's winning those battles, man, and just pushing, keep going up the ladder. I call it the ladder, man. You just keep going up the ladder. 
you know, step by step, man. Fucking rights, man. That's right. John, you've been a fucking fantastic guest. I'm definitely going to be hitting you up uh, closer to festival season to see how see how things are going on your end. Yeah. Oh, there's stuff coming, man, down the pipe. I already... There's stuff coming down the pipe. That's Hell yeah, I buddy. Well, I can, I can honestly <laughs> let you know now that you're... Uh, because of the way that I'm going to re- be restructuring, I'm going to be putting more focus into these... Into the releases I get into the trash talk email instead of just kind of like... Because what I used to do was I'd just be like, all right, let's throw a whole bunch of emails or a whole bunch of interviews into one month, and then maybe I'll do a couple music reviews in between if I don't get emails. And that... That's not really paying perspective to what I want to do. I want to get the interviews and the information out there from people like you so that it's uh, a beacon that people can access and be like, all right, well, I know that on Trash Talk, there's some info about this. Like Nate knows what's going on with this. John Asher was on there. Oh, Asher Media. We can send a link to there with our music. So hopefully with this restructuring, that'll add to the value that I can put out there for people. Right on, man. No. Always a good thing. That's right. And that's 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 the thing for me is I, I love doing the promotion. I love like you said, I love finding bands that are like, hey man, we you know, we know we're not the best out there, but we're really trying hard. We'd really ha- we'd really like it if you look at this and let us know what you think, you know? I, I like that. I like bands that really want they really enjoy what they do, they enjoy their music and they really want people to listen to it. Not those guys that are like, Oh yeah, we made the heaviest album out there. We know because we don't like all these bands, you know? It's like, well, I don't want to hear about what you don't like. I don't care about what you don't like. Like if somebody says you're better than somebody else and you take that to heart, that's not my fucking, I'm not going to pat you on the back for that. You know, that's not my thing. So, and it's guys like you, you've been a role model to me. You've been a a role model to me for what I do. Like your endless grind and and your, your, I've never heard anything bad about you. I've always heard like John Asher is a great guy to work with. I'm sure there is stuff. I've had my quarrels with some bands. There's obviously a reason why they're not it's going the, public I, I, I with it, though. You know? But, uh, you have your good bands and you have your bad, you know? Yeah, and uh, the circles so. I've been in, have, it's always been good stuff. Everybody's always you know, said good stuff. Good. And they've always positively been affected by you. So I, I personally appreciate what you do uh, to no end. And hopefully my band can work with you in the future here. Yeah, definitely, you know, feel free to send it my way. And, uh... That's it, man. I'll give you my critique. I'm always, I always believe in honesty too, man. Like you can't. And that's shoot. what people need. In your local scene, there's a good chance you're not going to get a lot of honesty. You're just going to get a lot of good set, man. That was a really good job. That's good. I've turned bands away for shitty recordings that I didn't feel were good enough. Hell yeah, buddy. Even when they told me that it was finished product, mastered, and I was like, you're calling this mastered? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm like. like <laughs> so, it's it's also to protect them because if i send it out as is they're gonna get ripped apart yeah i'm kind of protecting you from you know first impressions first impressions are two are very key in the music industry people remember you know reviewer I, I had one band who did that they did their own album and they did the press their own self but the album wasn't quite like well we like wasn't really that well recorded but then when they did the second album they put in more they invested more into it and people realized that right in the reviews they're like i remember listening to this band i didn't give them a chance and then the second album and i was like i didn't want to give them a chance but i did and 
hey, it turned out better, you know, but like first impressions can sometimes be the end of a, a band too, you know? Yeah, they remember, well, that band, that band's recording and their social media and this, they had nothing going and it was shit, man. They don't look too serious enough for me, you know what I mean? So. Hell yeah, man. It's the art of perception. That's part of it too, the art of perception and looking bigger than you are sometimes can't help, right? So. Fucking right. So. Um, before we split off, we're not going to do the shout outs because obviously there's just <laughs> picking shout outs for you might be a bad business decision. So Ugh. what's advice? How about a little snippet of advice for a new band out there that is trying to get noticed is trying to crack off yeah. my word of advice. Don't rush ever. I get a lot of bands who are excited. They finish their recordings and they're just excited. They want to share it out to the world. And never rush anything. Make sure everything's properly planned, good quality, good everything lined up, and then push forward, right? It's like you're going to war. You're going into the battlefield, and you don't want to go without all your gear. So it's like make sure everything's lined up. Because, you know, I know some bands, they're working on an album, and they just they recorded their single. The first only one track is done so far in the album. And they just want to get it out there. They want people to hear it, right? But guess what? That's not the uh, you're not ready. Just wait till everything and then plan your stages. Because for that example, if you release your single, and then what if your album's not ready for another year, year and a half? You're kind of fucked. Look stupid. I would have yeah. just stayed put and then go full throttle. I'm all about I like the full throttle push. Not like single and then wait for like a year because that's that's a lot of lost momentum right there yeah you, you want to keep momentum going so like people so like people are like never, oh that single that single was really fucking awesome last year what's it yeah. why it's a catch-22 actually it could be good because you need to give people what you sound like that i'm for but have a planned promotion campaigns it's a case by case but anyways my 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 advice my golden advice is just never rush any project just you know even if people are bugging you for shit just we're working on things just work on things and then present your package and your your music like never feel rushed you know because if it hits it's gonna hit yeah, I get sometimes bands too who are like, "Our show is this date. We want to drop new music in, but it's not ready." And you know, like just that's drop it. a different never piece rush. of content. Never rush. Musicians should never feel rushed. That's it. Yeah, mistakes made when you're rushed. Exactly. These days, like, look what look what we're doing right now. These days, we're there's streamers out there, and like, you don't have to release a, a whole full on like planned piece of content in order to get some hype around a show or around a certain event. Like you can go out and do some videos on your Instagram and you can do some fucking some shares on your Facebook and like record a little couple of little riffs and put that on TikTok or something. And that's, that could be huge fucking promo for that show. You don't got to release a music video or a single or a lyric video, like a fully fucking produced. Uh, It's case by case. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Case. It can be case by case, but a majority of the time is just, I feel, 
from my experience, bands always feel like they need to rush shit out. Yeah, and that's never it's, the case. You never need to rush it out. Fucking right. That's Fucking all. Right. So, John, this has been a very, very, very enlightening conversation. I thank you for your time because I know you're a fucking, I know you're a busy guy. And it's bedtime now for me and then start all over again tomorrow. Exactly. And you know what? I really do hope to see you this summer. I hope to see you out at fucking either Armstrong or Loud as Hell this year. It's Loud as Hell 10, right? So yeah, it's the big 10 So I, I don't think I can miss it. And well, well, but still at the same time, you know, you can't make promises this far away. Well, if I have to like hitchhike or drive my own car all the way out there, for four days to save some money over a flight. Maybe I'll have to. Hey, there's bands. <laughs> Jeff said there's a couple bands coming out from Ontario. So maybe like. Maybe I'll just hop in a band. You know, I missed the band band stuff. So why not? <laughs> fucking rights, man. Well, hopefully we can see it this summer because it, it would be great. And we got some stuff fucking planned too. Podcast wise and band wise. So. All right, cool. Fucking rights, buddy. So. From John Asher, the great himself out east in, in eastern Canada there. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you so much for the fucking amazing press releases in my email. Um, thank you for all of the fucking, all the work you put in for the low bands all the way up to the big bands. And uh, you're, well, at least from where I'm standing, you're greatly, greatly fucking appreciated, buddy. All right, that's good to hear. I appreciate it. Thank you. Fucking rights, man. So I hope we can work together in the future. So from John Asher, Trash Talk with Nate Trash. This has been another episode. We'll be back on Friday with Jorge Maris from Witch. That's going to be a wicked one because they've been dropping some stuff. And uh, it's been solid, like really solid. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. We used to play together in our old bands when he was in uh, uh, Burning Effigy. And I was in World Class White Trash. So it's going to be a good little chat. Tune in if you're so able. John, I obviously know you don't have to tune in. You'll probably be busy as shit. So that's okay. <laughs> I'll try. I try my best to tune into everybody's stuff when they, 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 they send me. Just, yeah, man. I can't do them all. but That's all right, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it every week. So you can tune in right. any one of those days, buddy. No problem. So from John Asher, from Nate Trash, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a really great interview. I'm fucking stoked. John Asher's fucking stoked. Go out there, treat a stranger nice. I would also like to say April 2nd, actually this Friday, if you're watching from Edmonton, Horrify will be in Edmonton at the Rendezvous Pub with Sadistic Embodiment, Prophetic Suffering, and Doomsday Grin. So if you are so inclined in Edmonton, come down, hang out, and fuck a party with us and buy some shirts. Also, April 2nd, the Above Ground Apparel launch party at Dickens Pub is going off. And Trash Talk was jumped on there as a media sponsor. And then luckily I was able to snake my band on there last minute to open up the show. So if you want to see Horrify in Calgary again, get down to Dickens April 2nd. Because after that April 2nd show, unless something nice and tasty just like that comes along, we're probably not going to be playing in Calgary for a while. We also have new music to record. We got six songs ready for our next EP. We are working, just like John said. Don't rush. Put the work in, right? Yeah. You so, got to hustle and do the work. That's right. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're not going to hold you much longer. John, it's late. We're going to fucking get off here. 
So cheers, everybody. Have a great night. We will talk to you later.